Hey, SCF Student Ministries, Devin here, bringing you week two of our RAD series that we're talking about uh, the radical nature of Jesus and um, just the effect that he had on the people and the culture um, around him. So, uh, we, and we kicked it off by a lot about talking about like the 90s and that era and just what a weird era of time that was for us. Um, I'm definitely like, I remember all things 90s uh, growing up then. I was born in 93, so seven coming out of that. Um, one of the shows that I remember from when I was younger was uh, Full House. Some of you might know it since they did like their little reboot or whatever of it uh, just uh, recently. Um, but one of the favorites from that show was Michelle, played by Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Uh, they took turns playing her in the show. Um but she was definitely one of the more popular uh, people if you went off based on the audience noise uh, every time she was on the screen. Um, so what do you think it was like seeing her as the favorite? What, what would it be like to be one of those other actors? What would it be like to be one of the ones that's definitely, I mean, you might be liked, but you're not the favorite, right? Because it, it feels good when you're the favorite, um, but it can feel downright awful when someone else is being shown favoritism, right? So I want you to think, uh, to yourself, you can think a yes or no if this applies to you or not. So have you ever felt like the favorite? Have you ever worried someone else was the favorite? Have you ever seen someone receive special treatment because they were the favorite? And do you think you've ever shown someone else favoritism? Because um, I think it happens to all of us, right? Um, is it bad to have favorite people? Why or why not? Is it playing favorites the same as having favorite people? If it's not bad to have favorite people, is it bad to f- play favorites, right? I mean, depending on the situation, right? And what's the difference between having favorite people and playing favorites? So there's a lot of the stuff we're going to digest um, today and hopefully get through some of these questions. Um, but first of all, of course, it's okay to have favorite people. I mean, that's actually healthy, right? Uh, we're not going to be best friends or we're not going to be best friends with everyone, Um we all need just a few close relationships. Um, favoritism is different because it excludes people, um, it's unfair, and it can hurt people, right? Uh, so what is favoritism exactly, and how do we avoid it? Um, it's when you give someone special treatment unfairly at the expense of someone else. Um And back to Full House, there's an episode that can help make sense of this. Um, DJ, one of the characters, becomes editor of the school newspaper and needs to find a classmate to write the sports column. Uh, But instead of finding someone who actually understands sports, DJ gives the job to her best friend, Kimmy. Um, So if you you can find this short clip or whatever, um, if you know the show, Kimmy is always kind of the ditzy one that does things wrong. Um, but in this, playing favorites didn't work out as well for anyone in this situation. DJ was frustrated with uh, the whole thing. Kimmy was offended, and there are classmates who would have loved a chance to write an awesome sports column were never given the chance that they deserved. Um, so, I mean, we can all think of times in our own lives of when we have seen favoritism or the effects of favoritism. I remember growing up uh, for the brief period of time that I played baseball. Um, so our uh, coach's son um, got to be the pitcher basically every week. And it's not that he was bad. He was a good pitcher, um, but no one else got a chance. I was decent at it, 
but I never got a chance to do it. And because of that, I was left-handed. So my really, and I was small. So my only options were really uh, pitcher or outfield. And at the age I was playing, no one hit it to the outfield. So I basically just sat there and I got super bored of it because the uh, the coach's son was the pitcher every single game. Uh, another sports example that I had was when I the one year I played football, uh, coach's son got the ball every single time. And yeah, we won like every game, but I we were winning by so much at some point like all of us were hoping to get a chance to do something, but the same person got it over and over and over again. Um and a lot of us felt excluded from the like we didn't feel like a team. It just felt like a one person show, right? Uh, today we're going to talk about the difference between having favorites and playing favorites because as we'll see, God has something to say about this. And I mean, fitting with our theme, it's pretty radical, right? So like we mentioned last week, there were a lot of people who thought Jesus was too radical. Um, in the 90s, this meant that someone might have been cool, but its real meaning has to do with being different, uh, revolutionary, and really countercultural. Uh, What Jesus said about loving God and others was radical, and what he teaches us about showing favoritism is pretty radical as well. Uh, So in this series, we're looking for the Bible, just like everything that we do, for practical advice on how to change the world with God's radical love. And that search has led us to the book of James. Um, So this book is really, uh, just for background, is a letter written by a guy named James who was Jesus' brother. Uh, I mean, can you imagine that growing up as Jesus's brother? I mean, that's crazy to think about what that would be like. Um, I wonder if James ever felt like Jesus was his parents' favorite kid. I mean, just think of the whole birth story and everything that went into that. How how hard would it be to not play favorites, right, in that situation? Uh, Because James knew Jesus so well, the letter he wrote is packed with summaries of Jesus' teachings, retold in James' own words, and who better to retell them than his own brother? Um, James is known for his straightforward instructions for how to follow Jesus. Um, and these teachings might seem simple, but they have the power to create radical change. So let's see what things James has to say about favoritism. So we're going to be in James chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 10. Um And fittingly, this section is named Favoritism Forbidden. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. So is James saying we can't have best friends or a favorite group of people to hang out with? Of course not. Remember, there's a difference between having favorites and playing favorites. And in this passage, James has a lot to say about rich people and poor people. Uh... 
Maybe people's wealth is something you think about often. Maybe it's not. Um, so if you're struggling to relate to James' use of the words rich and poor, you can replace them with things like popular and unpopular, cool and not cool, people like me, people who are different. You can even look at Christians and non-Christians or my friends and everyone else. James is absolutely against showing favoritism. and In fact, he forbids it. According to James, God isn't happy when we choose favorites based on what people have, like money, popularity, or power, or when we ignore people without things like money, popularity, or power, or we mistreat, dishonor, shame, exclude, or fail to love some people because we see them as less important than other people. Then James says something interesting. In verse 5, he says God chooses to bless the poor. So what does that mean? That God plays favorites? Does God show favoritism, but in the opposite way you and I usually do? So to make sense of this, we're going to look back at the Old Testament uh, to the book of Proverbs, um, which, if you don't know, it's a collection of short sayings that share uh, wisdom and teachings um, about how followers of God should live. So we're going to look back at Proverbs, uh, a couple different ones. So the first one is 22 Uh, verses 1 and 2. It says, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. Then in verses 8 and 9, it says, Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity, and the rod they wield in fury will be broken. The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. And then we're going to flip all the way down to the bottom, uh, verses 22 and 23. Um, It says, Do not exploit the poor because they are poor, and do not crush the needy in court, for the Lord will take up their case and will exact life for life. So if God is the creator of everyone, that means rich and poor, popular and unpopular, uh, powerful and not so powerful, it's safe to say God doesn't play favorites. As God's creation, we're all loved equally no matter what. Uh, But it's clear that God notices when certain people are more in need than others. Uh, We might all be loved equally by God, but God knows we're not all given equal treatment by others or equal opportunities in the world. God seems to understand our tendency to show favoritism to people we already like or admire. Uh, We need to be reminded to care for people who aren't like us or aren't as cool or popular or wealthy. So does God play favorites? No, but you and I do. God is just trying to teach us how to be more just and fair, like God is. You can see, or can you see some similarities between the proverb and James' advice? James said playing favorites broke God's law, but this proverb helps us understand more about what that means. This passage helps us see that showing favoritism is injustice, and injustice has dangerous consequences. If we play favorites by excluding or harming others, God will stand against us and defend the people we've harmed. And that's pretty scary. So what's the alternative to this? Instead of playing favorites, we can treat everyone like they're made by God because they are. And we can be generous with everyone, but especially people who really need it. I mean, can you imagine how your family, friends, school, or the world could be different if everyone treated each other this way? If we could learn how to have favorites without playing favorites, the change that we would see would be radical. So do you want to see that radical change? Are you not sure what you think about Jesus? 
but you know you want to see more good and less hate in the world, then James tells us how to love like Jesus. Radical people don't play favorites. I mean, but how do we do this? What does it mean to not play favorites in our friendships, at school, at church, or wherever we go? I think there's one thing we need to remember and a few questions we need to ask. So remember that it is natural to show favoritism. We like to be near people who think, act, and look like us. Think about your friend group. I mean, do you look similar to them? Do you dress alike? Live in the same area of town? Have similar types of families? Similar hobbies or uh, likes and interests? It's understandable that our favorite people are often people who are a lot like us. And it's understandable that we would want to show favoritism to our favorite people. But when we play favorites with our favorite people, we end up excluding and hurting a lot of other people. So, if we want to follow God's lead and choose not to play favorites, here are a few questions to ask. So, number one, have I shown favoritism? Is it possible you've ever been playing favorites and aren't even aware of it? Are you willing to get curious about the ways you've done this? Number two, who have I excluded? Have you been spending so much time with certain people that you rarely think about the people who would love to be included by you? You don't need to ditch your favorite friends, but how might you be able to include someone else who feels excluded? Number three, who have I hurt? Has anyone been harmed by your favoritism? Has playing favorites caused you to be hurtful, rude, or unfair to someone? Uh, Number four, what have I assumed? We all have biases, Uh, We tend to make assumptions about people we don't even know based on very little information. It might be their clothes, an accent, family, skin color, interests, looks, whatever it is. And then ignore or exclude them. Who have you made assumptions about in your life? And lastly, who can I include? Remember, when God chooses to love and care for people who have been excluded, that's not favoritism. It's justice. So how can you make a wrong thing right by caring for someone who isn't usually one of your favorites? It's, it's easy to play favorites with people who are a lot like us, but we have more in common than we realize. And we've talked a lot today about how Jesus calls us to treat each other, but maybe you need to hear a different message today. Rather than being the person who excludes or ignores others, maybe you're the one that's being excluded or you feel ignored in life. If that's you, maybe you need to be reminded that God loves you and doesn't play favorites, even when people do. So on those days when you don't feel like anyone's favorite, know that you are God's favorite. You are deeply loved, cared for, and defended by your creator. And as Jesus followers, we're going to try to love you like that too. Now let the radical love of Jesus lead you to do something radical for others this week by noticing, including, and caring for people, especially people who aren't usually your favorites, because radical people don't play favorites. It's so good to see you guys again at Youth Group. I'm excited to keep going with this series and see the kind of change that can come from this radical love and um, ideas that come from Jesus. Uh, It's so cool to see what kind of changes are happening within our group um, and anyone that's coming to it. So I'm excited to see that continue and I'll see you next week.